Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. but God has always has a plan and a purpose. So now we're going to go on to Chris about the vision. Okay, the vision's for 20, 2024. Praise God. Good to see you all. Um, what I'm about to share is not going to be a, an almighty revelation. Okay. For... Uh, for all of you because all of you have been and are seasoned believers so um, it's just really when we went to our retreat it was very clear what the Lord spoke to us about with the team and uh, to continue to carry on doing what we are doing. Um, First of all I want to say thank you, a huge thank you for myself and Bev, for everybody's servant-hearted um, attitude in the church, in everything you do. Uh, Tim hasn't come up to talk about youth, but he serves in youth as well. So thank you so much. Give yourself a clap and a pat on the back. Fantastic. Now, um, We've called this vision Sunday moving forward. Everybody can see the screen if I step out of the way. Moving forward, um, 2020, and it says this, let's help each other grow together. Let's help each other grow together. Okay, when we look at the body, Okay, when you guys looked into, your, into the mirror this morning, Tone, before you came, okay, you are all in proportion, okay, your body is in proportion, okay, your, your head didn't grow, you know, uh, ahead for about 20 odd years and then your body kind of catch up, no, when you grew up as a child, what happened? We grew together, you grew together in your own skin your muscle developed together. As a church, we need to grow together. Okay? We need to grow together. Now, Bill Heibold says this. He says, vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. Vision is a picture of the future that produces passions. And we're talking about vision for us for 2024 as a church, not just for us as adults, but for our children, for kids' ministry that we've we've seen. Hospitality is part of it. Welcome is part of it. Youth is part of it. And it's all part of one great big body. Sound, lighting, etc. Everybody, worship, everything is part of one great big mechanism. And we have all got to grow together. We can talk about vision throughout the year, but unless you own the vision, it ain't going to happen. 
There is one thing about casting vision. Bevy's been winding me up about casting all week. She's been talking about nets, fishing rods, boats, all sorts. But I can cast, or we can cast the vision, but until you grasp it within your heart as an individual, nothing will happen. So vision is something that needs to be grasped. You need to hear the voice of the Lord. You need to hear and see the heart that's behind it. I want to bring a picture of a Roman soldier. He looked terrific, didn't he? You know what the first thing I thought about it when I looked at that? I thought, does he get hot? Can't dress like that in Africa. No chance. The Roman army was something to marvel at, someone says. Its adaptability was amazing. The military of the Roman managed to both exhibit flexibility and stability at the same time. It was a whip, yet a pounding shield. Even down to the individual soldier being well-rounded and yet specialized proved to be the army's strength. What made the Roman legionnaire as fearsome as this? It was his diversity and set of skills. Did you know that the Roman soldiers were not known for their ability um, to just be uh, weaponry or armor? Actually, it was the ability to dig a trench really, really fast. The ability for uh, a, a legionnaire to grab a shovel and dig a fortification day in, day out. This was something after hundreds of miles of marching with packs weighing up to 60 pounds. Now, that's endurance. When you look at the Roman soldier who looks like that, and I'll take you to the, to the, um, to the book of Ephesians when Paul is chained to the Roman soldier and he talks about the armor of God, and he talks about that in Ephesians chapter 6. He's making reference to this guy, because this guy is looking after the prison. And the, and the thing about the Roman soldier and about the armor is, you are unable to put that armor on by yourself. If you put the breastplate on, it's so heavy, and it's straight, and it's and it's iron, and you can't bend down to tie up your shoes. The Roman soldier and the Roman uh, helmet is so heavy that you need someone's help to put it on, to, on top of your head. You had, they had the endurance to wear it, but they needed help to put on the armor. Putting on the armor of God in terms of spirituality in our church will not determine upon yourself. You need your brother next to you and you need your sister next to you. The body do not function unless all the parts of the, of the body is active. What would happen suddenly if your head decided to give up? 
and say, I am on strike today. Or, you know what, I decided to do the foot today. It's really unfair that God has given me the right to be ahead. I want to be a feet. So today I'm going to strike, and I'm just going to be a feet. It's not going to happen, is it? So in the, 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 the thing called the body of Christ, called the church, everybody has a job to do. A role that we do so that the body can function and move together. Let's vision these guys. And it's not something, and I'm sure that you haven't heard before, but it's this. If I, I'm going to pick on somebody, I'll pick on Nelson. Nelson, you're here, I'll pick on you. Is that all right? Even if you say no, I'll say pick on you. So, if I give Nelson a job, any job, okay, welcome team, you're on welcome team with Stuart, and you're helping and you're doing great. And I say, on top of the welcome team, you got to speak, you got to lead worship, you got to take the offering, you got to help Helen with Helen's uh, busy schedule. Have you seen Helen's um, schedules on the board? What would happen to Nelson? Come on, guys, speak up. What would happen with Nelson? There will be no Nelson. There will be no Nelson. As good as Nelson is, as strong as Nelson is, as powerful as he is, as good as spinning the plates as he is, he will just burn out. And in the end, he won't be able even to function in one aspect of the church. Now we need to grasp this because it's very easy to think in the church, and you've seen this morning, there's a reason why we gave the opportunities for people to speak and to see how many ministries and things that go on behind the scenes. Because everybody needs to ask the question, we all have to ask it, how do things get done? How do things function? How did a coffee get here this morning? It didn't make its way there. Somebody brought it here. How did the sound got set up? Etc. That in itself makes the body of Christ function. But here's the thing. We've got to function as people in terms of our gifting and our calling. Because everybody here has a gifting and a calling upon your life. Can I hear an amen? Okay? You've got that. Your gifting is not your job. Your calling is not your job. God has given you a gift and a call that is over your life. It's up to you if you want to use it or not. But the calling and the gifting is there. This year is going to be prayer and fasting. Why? 
Because the inner man needs to be fortified. Your inside needs to be built up. We can only do that for prayer and fasting. There's no, there is no other way for the spirit man, the inside, the inner man, to be strengthened. Has anybody met any giants in 2023? Did you face some giants in 2023? I, I, I faced some giants. Dan, we're not talking about you. Huh? Can, I, can I say you're going to face some giants in 2024? Can I remind you this morning that you are an enemy of the enemy? Can I remind you you are in a war? Okay? That he ain't going to Stop until he puts you down in your faith. I ain't going to stop. We have the luxury of sleep. Who likes sleep? I do. I love it. If I can sleep all day, I'll get away with it. I'll do it. He doesn't sleep. When we are sleeping, he doesn't. He's after your calling. He's after your gifting. He's after your family. He's after everything that you possess that is a threat for the kingdom of God. The inner man needs strengthened. Take the opportunity, please. I beg you. Fall on my knees if I have to. Take the opportunity to fast with the church. And pray with the church when we have prayer meetings going on in the midweek. Take these opportunities because they are good for your inner man. Number two is discipleship. Discipleship is the formation of our character. Famous words by Paul Scanlon still being quoted today. Do not allow your gift to take you where your character can't keep you. A lot of people haven't been able to make it in the ministry and have given up and walk away because the character hasn't been there and the gift has been without the character. And we will not make it. Discipleship is not, is not just for people that are new within the church. Everybody needs discipling. Everybody needs it. And we have to allow the word of God to disciple us. And I use the word allow because God doesn't force us to do anything. Scripture says this. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. Yes, we've been saved. Yes, God loves us. Yes, we've been called. 
Yes, we have a Father in heaven. Yes, when we sing and we worship, the Holy Spirit move and we feel the anointing of God. But we have still to be changed in our character. The Bible calls it the renewing of, of the mind. Because the renewing of my mind makes me a changed person daily and have to happen daily. Every day I am changed and transformed. Thirdly, lastly, evangelism. The deployment of the good news. Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 19. I want to ask these questions now, okay? Don't lift up any hands. Don't feel guilty. How many people did you bring to the Lord last year? It's not going to happen without two things. One is hunger. Second is a strategy in that order. Hunger and a strategy. And I go back to prayer because prayer makes us hungry. Prayer makes us knowing the heart of God. What is the heart of God, everybody? If you have to pick a scripture in, in the Bible, what would it be? The heart of God. Famous scripture. John 3.16, what does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his son. You see, these things have to be at the forefront of our mind. If we don't grasp the vision this morning. It will just be another word, another sermon, another Sunday. Hunger and strategy in that order. Now the big word, how. Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says this, And he himself, Gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the what? Equipping of the saints, okay? Those pastors, uh, evangelists, uh, apostles, prophets, they're not the one only that's got to do the work, guys. It's us as a body that do the work. It is the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for what? For the edifying of the body of Christ. This year, we are going to bring some people in. People that will teach us how to pray and how to get hungry for the things of God. People that's done evangelism and has worked and has experienced growth in their churches. They're going to teach us a strategy that works. And that may take six months, 
It may take eight months. It may take until next year. But we need to be people of prayer. We need to be people that evangelize the word of God to our friends, to our neighbors, to this community. When I was reading the Ephesians, it really touched me. Just a, a different, um, I think that's a New King James. I've got a different one here. But he says this, he says, And he gave the apostles, prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Until we all attain, listen to this, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children. Say, I don't want to be children. Come on, say it. I don't want to be children because sometimes we are children. But God is seeking for maturity in us in 2024 because there is a world that's dying there is a world around us that's dying your friends are dying the people you know that are dying the people you work with are dying there's got to be an urgency and he says this we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way in Him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint in which it is equipped. When every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. This is scripture. And if I have to scan the place, I'm sure we haven't got any new believers in the house. We all are mature believers. We've known the Lord for a while. But time is ticking. It's not enough for us to just do Sundays. Sundays is important. It's great. But church is not something that just we do or we turn up to. It's the body we belong. The church still active weekdays. The church still active around weekends. You are the church. There are people in your world, in your pockets that know you. They may not know this, but they know you. They know your world. They are attached to you. So we need to get urgent. The people that we are, bring, we are going to bring in is going to help us. They're not just there. We're not just going to get somebody to come out this year and preach a good sermon. Right. We've had 
many good sermons. Can I hear an amen about good sermons? You know, we hear a lot of good sermons. And some of you have heard more sermons than I have. You know, praise God for good sermons. But we need an urgent strategy. We need people that burn within passion when it comes to prayer. I was speaking to Ian Christensen when I went to see him. And I said, Ian, I said, what changed your church? You know, he said, you know, Chris, I was ready to give up. We had a church of, of a few people. He said, we tried everything. The church was dying. And he said, I, I'm about to give up. And somebody invited me to a, um, to a meeting and I went and there was somebody there prophesying and he looked to me and he said God will give you a word do not quit just out of the blue just like that so he went home and told his wife and, and God spoke to him and said to him I want you to pray I want you to put your knees down I want you to cry to me I want, I want to hear your heart and he started to pray. He started to pray. He started to seek God. The team started to pray. The church started to pray. And God led him to another man, which we're going to have in a few months as well, called Dave Lamb. And Dave is a, called to be an evangelist. Dave approached him and joined his church. Long story short, I'm crying for real stuff. Um, and they just, they just, the church grew. I'm not talking about believers. I'm talking about non-believers. The church grew and they brought in a strategy and prayer. They pray for people. They reached out for people. It got to 100. It got to 200. It's not about the numbers, but you hear our cry this morning. It's about an urgency because people are dying. Does it bother you? People are dying. Does it bother you? It doesn't bother anyone. Are you bothered? People are dying. We need an urgency. And everybody here in the church, we can play a role. So this morning has been an Envision Sunday, it's an Emotion Sunday, but this vision is going to carry on throughout the year. The various departments here within the church serves diligently, but there are people that if you don't serve within any department, please see any of these guys in the areas where you can serve. Because as a body, we need to click together. Let's just, um, before we, we, are you going to say anything? Before we, let's just stand together. Father, we, um, we realize there's more to meetings. There's more to gathering people. There's more... 
Because we live right here in a community where people are not saved. They don't know you. This year we so want to to be stirred in what you want us to do. And that is to just cast your word over this area by your spirit. Father God, I just pray that you help us. I pray that everybody here, every one of us will catch the heart. That we need the prodigals to come back. We need people that's for our church to come back. We need people that are not saved to hear the word of God. In the next few months, as we dive into this, into the strategies, into how we're going to unfold and unpack this, Lord, I pray that you help us. Let it be not just another good idea, but a God idea. We pray this in the name of Jesus. I want to invite Carol to close. And uh, you've seen a lot of changes throughout the church. Um, together and it all happens by standing on his word so Abba Father we thank you so much so much for where you're taking Gateway where you're taking us corporately and individually where you're calling us out deeper into you and I thank you Lord that every every person here has been challenged this morning and in their secret place you will meet with them as you've met with them this morning we give it all to you right now dear Lord God we lay down all our plans all our hopes all our dreams all of that once again Lord We just lay them all down before you and say, Lord, have your way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.